Good morning, everybody. Everything, everything ties together, okay? You might not be connecting the dots yet, but everything ties together this morning, all right? A very special day. A lot, lot of stuff. Man, I, um, if you've you got about 30 minutes for the sermon, i got, I got so much stuff I want to share with you. Let me share one thing with you if I can uh, right here. I got a, finally got a Facebook message from uh, Cecil Pagel, and uh, he said, uh, Please tell all of your wonderful brothers and sisters at your church that I will pick the first fruits from the orchard. Separate the seeds from a few dozen apples, pears, apricots, and cherries, and I will send these to you. Maybe you can plant a few trees on the property of some church members. I have a suspicion that there will be something special in the fruit that grows from these seeds. And when I was thinking about the words that he wrote there, I was thinking about how the investment that we've made in planting an orchard for an orphanage in Romania, that investment, how it's going to return fruit many times fold right here as well. I'm talking about spiritually. But what we're doing over there, we've seen it over and over. When we, we dug that well about three years ago for uh, the, the orphanage, and we dug that well for them, we, we said, you know, God's going to use us. I mean, there were people actually saying they felt like God was telling us and reminding us that God's going to use that as an opportunity to bless us and allow us to also become, uh, become the water that, that uh, people around us need. I didn't know if we were able to get that or not. I was going to show, some of you need to see a picture because you, I, I know this is still new to you. But he, he also references, I've got to read one more thing to you because this is, about, this is kind of about vision, all right? This is about who we are, where we're going, why, why we're doing a lot of what we're doing. And, and I connected with uh, Cecil back when uh, I was in Texas, and he references a service that we were both in. And it was a service where, where missionaries were asked to come to the front so that people could pray for them and pray over them. And he said, I was called to come down in front of the stage. Then a few pastors from the assembly, uh, not the assembly of God, but the assembly just gathered together, he means, came to pray and lay hands on the missionaries that were in front. And Cecil speaking to me, he said, he said, you came down, laid your hand on me and prayed. I remember one thing that you said to God as you prayed with a tearful voice. Lord, I vow to you that I will do all that I can to help this ministry. Pastor Rick, I must tell you, you've been faithful to that vow more than any other church that we know. Thank you for your faithfulness, your love, and, your, and for your heart of sacrifice. May our Lord Jesus richly bless you. Uh-oh, time out. And uh, your wonderful church in Christian love, Cecil. I, I wanted you to know because it was in that moment that God moved in my heart to tell me to connect with this man and the work that he was doing in Romania. I, w- I wanted you to hear the word. that He remembers that moment that I made a vow before God, and I didn't know he was going to remember it word for word. Uh, but I made that vow, and that's, that's why I push you so much to do something bigger than you, outside of you. Do something for somebody else that you will never, ever, probably on this earth, ever realize impacts your life. Just like that very first video that we watched today. And if you didn't see it, then hang around for the first part of the second service so you can see it. How you impact somebody that impacts somebody that impacts somebody that impacts somebody that impacts somebody. And we've done that. And the, the goal was $6,000. Their goal was $6,000. Our goal was $500. Six, $6,000 was going to plant an orchard of 60 fruit trees in Romania. And uh, you and I, nobody else, you and I, we planted half the orchard. We raised just over $3,000 that we sent to them this past week. Amen. <laughs> and the first part of that message First part of that message said, I guess the only thing to do now is for you to have a crew from your church come plant the trees, huh? 
yeah, yeah, you're going to be busy next six months. You can't go. <laughs> but I, me too, I'm trying to find a way to get there. And, and so, awesome. Listen, this, this is part of who we are, okay? And we got to stay this way because as soon as you became a Christian, as soon as you became a Christian, you know what? It wasn't about you anymore. It's about somebody else now. It was all about you until you became a Christian. Once you became a Christian, it's about somebody else. I got to tell, tell you something else because this planning has got me reminding me of, of outside. Boy, the outside looks awesome. And I want to thank so many people. So many people that were here yesterday to, to work. Some worked inside doing some work here. And uh, some ladies were cleaning. And, and uh, men and ladies outside planting and uh, spreading, spreading mulch out there. Some even paid for some of the mulch out there. And just, just beautiful. It looks beautiful out there. Ready for Easter and all that. And, just think, and, and I, said, I said this to, to several guys standing around, I, you know, because we, we've got quite a few new, new men, especially, but new families around, new men that were here yesterday. And a lot of them have asked, they want to be on a team that does that kind of thing, you know, here around facilities, doing stuff for the, for the building and the properties. And, and you know, so, so a lot of the new ones, that's, that, that, that's, that's who were there because they're the ones that, that had this heart. Thank God for you guys. And I said, I said, you know, it's really cool. See, all these guys working together that don't even know each other's first names. There was a whole lot of, hey, bud, uh, hey, pal, is that doing all right? Yeah, you need anything, brother, or those kind of things? That's awesome. And getting to know one another. So I, I, I like that and appreciate that. So and let me also say this, if I can. I, I got a few announcements. I'm sorry. You know, y'all know I don't really normally do this, but there's, all this stuff connects with who we are, where we're going with this message today, too, is uh, I wanted to say something about Justin. I had, I had Britton say something because my, my say right now is after the offering, and I wanted to remind you to do this. And if you didn't get a card, a prayer card for Justin, if you didn't get that, please get one before you leave. We've got, we've got extras if you didn't get one last week. And pray for him, okay? That's, that's number one. If you can make a gift right now to help him get there, then do that. If you can make a gift monthly, all you got to do is, is uh, you know, when you write your tithe check, you know, write it for a little bit more and mark Justin down there at that little part and say, here's, here's, this is for Justin. We're going to send one check every month to help him stay there. And then he's also going to need money to get back home. Amen. So, what, so there's, there's a lot of ways you can help. Connect with it, but but pray for him first of all. If you can make an offering today, and if you, or if you can if you can be one of those partners that say, says, tell him after service, and at the close of the service, we're gonna have a word of prayer over him. We're gonna we're gonna pray over him. We're gonna ask. We're sending him. And listen, I'll tell you something. If y'all ain't noticed, Justin's a little weird. <laughs> but tell you something, weird people get things done for God. While the rest of us unweird people sit around and, and wait and wait for somebody weird to show up. John the Baptist, somebody say amen. Elisha, somebody say amen. Okay, come on, on and on and on. It's, or the Apple commercials call it crazy people. Crazy people change the world because they're the only people that think they can. I want us to pour it because we don't know, that, like that very first video, we don't know by impact. See, I, I'm going to partner with this. Because I'm, I'm going to get to heaven one day, and I'm going to find out what my partnering with this, whose life it touched here and here and here and on down the road and on down the road and on down the road and on down the road. So I want to plant orchards in Romania, and I want to, I want to, I want to pour into this young man so that he can, he can start leading 24-7 houses of worship here in our area. I want to see that, those kinds of things. So join with us in that. Okay. And as, as Britton reminded you, next week is... Easter Sunday, we're doing something special next weekend. We're also doing a Saturday night service at 6 o'clock. And listen, if, if, uh, if you're free, we, we, you know, we have to have a few extra crews doing some things. And if you'd like to, this would be a great time to join a team. Okay, so, so do that. And we've got, got a lot of things coming up. And, and um, we're not doing, let me, let me tell you what we're doing next week for Easter. Okay, because you're bringing, 
you're bringing, I'm not asking you, are you bringing your family and friends? I'm expecting that that's what you do. You're a Christian. That's what you do for Easter. Okay, because listen, there is no greater day in the whole year than Easter for you to get your unsaved family members or friends here. You know why? Because this, this is our day. And the world knows this is our day. Now, they've kind of, you know, they've kind of hijacked Christmas, okay? It's still our day, but they've kind of hijacked it. And they think, you know, Santa Claus and, and Rudolph, you know, and Frosty the Snowman and all that. It's kind of their day too. But everybody, I know, I know there's Easter eggs and all that kind of stuff out there. But this is our day, and they know it's our day. And you know what? People who don't go to church any other time of the year, this is the day that a lot of them want to go. This is the day that a lot of them want to go, and they're sitting now thinking, and this week they're going to be thinking, well, I, you know, it's Easter, I guess I need to go to church. And some of them don't even know, where, where do I need to go? J- just like the guy in the car just a moment ago. Just ask the question, because this is the week. And so do that. And let me tell you what we're doing next week. We're not doing a big production, not doing a big program. What we're going to do next week is we're going to be the very best at being 2911 that we possibly can be. Because we don't want to have something uh, really big and spectacular next Easter and then to say, now come back next week and we won't have all this flashy stuff. It'll just be us. Because we think, we think what God is doing at 2911 is pretty special just as it is. And so what we want to do is we want to be the very best 2911 that we can. And so join us. Invite somebody next week. And, 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 I, and I'll tell you this. Is, uh, you know, one, of, one of the things, I've, I've only had about, I think I've had four, maybe five people ask me about the egg drop. We didn't, the egg drop was supposed to be yesterday if we were going to do it. We didn't do the egg drop this year. I don't have time to give you all the explanation. If, you, if you've got 15 minutes, sit down with me. I'll tell you. But let me tell you this. It really just it doesn't fit who we are today right now because our vision is about engaging our communities for Jesus Christ with a special emphasis toward the unchurched and the de-churched. One of the things we found out, and I'll just throw this one at you, and I'll, I'll tell you more if you've got, if you've got time, ask me, and I'll, I'll share with you. There's so many, so many things went into this decision, but one of the things is what we realized is we were ministering. It was a great, awesome blessing, and hey, it was fun. We were ministering to church people with this egg drop instead of unchurched people, and, and, and it was taking up so much time from other ministries, and ministries were having to set aside things that they normally do so that we could do that. It was fun. Let me tell you the number one reason to continue to do the egg drop is that I've got a, 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 an 18-month-old grandson now that he would enjoy it a whole lot more this year than last year. That's the number one reason for me to continue the egg drop. But you know what? That's not a reason for the church, everybody to drop what they're doing and do something to bless me. So, and there's, I've, got th- I've got three ministry f- friends that their churches are doing egg drops this year. And uh, if you ask me, I'll tell you, where, I'll tell you where they are and you can go to them or whatever. And, and, and uh, the city of Gardendale had a, had a special thing last night. And I, I don't know if they're able to have it or not with all that bad weather. And, but I know they, they had a big plan. So it's just, it's just not who we are. And, because here's who we are right here. And, and if you want to know more of who we are, listen, if you have never been to Church 101, I want you to be here today at 4 o'clock. We're not doing 201 next week because it's Easter Sunday, but I want you to be here at 101. If you've been here for three years, you've never been to 101, you need to be here today. If you're here for your very first time and you want to know what Church 2911 is all about, be here at 4 o'clock today. It's an hour and a half with the pastor talking about, here's the vision, here's why we got here, here's all these things. This is what what you need to know about your church. And if you don't, you lose focus. You forget what we're all about, and you start sliding into, yeah, but I want to do this. Let me, can I tell you something? We are not about doing what we want to do. We're about doing what God leads us to do and doing what we think works to reach the unchurched and the de-churched in our area. Somebody say amen. 101. If you haven't been here, I want to see you today at 4 o'clock. 
especially if you're already on a team. If you somehow got grandfathered in, you need to be here at, one, at 4 o'clock for 101. Did y'all get that? Y'all, y'all need one more? Need me to say that one more time? I really want to see you at 101 today, okay? All right, all right. Let's have a word of prayer, and then I will preach to you, don't be a dud. Turn to the person next to you say, don't be a dud. Okay, let's pray. Father, I love you, God. I thank you, Lord, that I am, I have been, I've been blessed, God, to be a part of something so awesome and amazing and exciting as Church 2911 is, God, and all that you're doing, Lord, all these families, Lord, these marriages, God, that you're touching and you're healing, God, forgiveness, Lord, that is not just coming out of heaven and, and into our hearts, God, but also, uh, God, horizontal forgiveness as we are forgiving one another, Lord, and, and we're getting over hurts and pains and scars of the past, God, that have, that have destroyed us for way too long. And let's pray, God, I ask your Holy Spirit, just uh, just guide us in this moment, guide us in this time, challenge someone today, in Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, how many of you know what a dud is? I was looking to see if any of you wives raised your hand, you know, right here, Uh, here's what a dud is, Uh, it's a device, person, or enterprise that proves to be a failure, or a shell or missile that fails to explode after being fired, that's the first thing I thought about as a dud, you know, because I'm thinking about shooting fireworks, that kind of stuff. Or use as an adjective, it's failing in its purpose or function. Don't be a dud. Don't be a dud. Somebody say it again, don't be a dud. Don't be a dud, okay? Do this thing that you were purposed to do. If you're a firework, explode, you know? If you were a bottle rocket, shoot up in the sky and make a big, okay? Let me show you, Acts chapter 1. Here's where it says, verse 8. But you'll receive power when the Holy... See, some of y'all are already thinking, where in the world is he going to get Scripture for this sermon? Right here. Here it is, right here. But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is what you're supposed to, this is what you've been gifted to do. And you know how you're going to do it? Because you've got power. You know what, that power word right there in the Greek, it's dunamis. And you know what it means? It, it means power, it means might, and it means strength. We get, a couple of words for, we get a couple of words in our English language from this word. One of them is dynamite, and so, which is an explosive. The next one is dynamo, a device that converts power, okay? So you put all this together, you know what this, this is telling me? It tells me that we're supposed to be exploding everywhere, making converts. I mean, you know, an explosive device that converts power. So we're supposed to be exploding all over the place, making converts. I mean, that's what you've been gifted to do. That's what God has given. When he gives you that power, you have been gifted to explode. And, and you know, I, I, somebody, I, I think, was it, was it you that said something about secret Christians yesterday in a Facebook post? He said, we're not called to be secret Christians. My goodness, I thought that was good. I mean, it's right here. That's what this message is all about. We're not, there are no secret Christians. You're not supposed to be a secret Christian. I mean, you're supposed to be exploding all over the place. Why? Because you got something inside here that wants to explode. You got some awesome, some awesomeness in God that He's given you the, the love and the power and the joy and the peace and the forgiveness, the grace, the mercy, the healing that He's put inside of you. I mean, you, you ought to be you ought to be pouring out all over everybody, like Psalm 23 said. My cup runs over. Now, why God, you know, God's not wasteful. Why would God fill us with more than we need? Come on, think about it. The only reason he would give us more than we need is there's somebody around us that has not yet opened themselves up to receive. And so what he, as he pours into us, think about pouring into a coffee cup. This is what I see when I read that scripture. I'm thinking about pouring into a coffee cup. And if you're pouring from way up here, when it gets full, you know what happens? I mean, it doesn't just run over the side. I mean, it's splashing all over everything. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Because God has filled us with so much. We're supposed to be splashing all over everybody, all over around, everywhere around us. You know, anybody ever seen fireworks? 
Okay, in case you hadn't ever seen fireworks, I got some for you this morning. I thought, I thought you've seen fireworks. Now, somebody, somebody help me. How would you describe fireworks? Pretty? Cool? Loud? Whew, yeah, those are pretty. I like this. Show, uh, showy. Somebody say, ooh. Or maybe, oh, and then, yeah, and then they, get to the, they get to the big climax in the finale, don't they? And they, they just go boom, 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 boom. You know what? Every one of those, every one of those adjectives that you used just then about fireworks uh, with, with an, a modification to showy <laughs> is, is what you're supposed to be as a power-filled child of God. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Oh, there you go. It's real pretty, real pretty. I just saw it going up in the air. It's kind of, how about... I just thought of it. How about mesmerizing? I mean, yeah, man, don't you? Isn't it funny? You, you ever look around at people that are watching fireworks? You know, they're all just standing there with their mouths open. You know, they're thinking like, y'all look really goofy. I'd like to tweet this. I <laughs> just get a picture real quick. Oh, yeah, boom, 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 boom. Here we go. These are the things we're supposed to be. And you know, the, the, the worst thing that happens in a fireworks show is what? A dud. When it lights and nothing happens. It just goes... <laughs> You know, just kind of fizzes out, nothing happens. And I sometimes wonder. You know, you know that, you know, if you've ever shot fireworks yourself, or if you've ever been to a fireworks show, and you had a dud, that feeling that you get, oh, the oohs and the ahs, ooh, you know, oh. You know, especially if that's, if that's that very last one, the one you had the most hope in, this is going to, see, I, I've done a couple of fireworks shows for youth camps and things, you know, and, you know, just go buy the stuff and do it ourselves, you know, and do it really big, you know, and, and that one you have the, the most, you know, you, you just, the most hope in, it's going to be the one that really finishes this thing, and everybody's going to cheer and roar and everything, and then it doesn't go. Oh, what a letdown. And I wonder sometimes, if God who has invested all this hope and power and purpose inside of you. Then he gets to the place and he looks and he sees that moment that you walk in, you walk into your cubicle and that person next to you begins sharing with that problem and God says, okay, here they go. They're about to explode all over this person with all of my love. And you just kind of say, yeah, 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 that's bad. And God says, Dud. I wonder if God is disappointed, as, as disappointed in, in our duds as we are in the ones that we purchase or we see sometimes. No doubt he has to be. Because he invested a whole lot more than a couple of dollars I put into that. I mean, he invested Jesus Christ. He invested his blood. He washed away my sins. And he gave me this power like this. To be mesmerized. I mean, people ought to be mesmerized. Like in that very first video that we watched today. You know, about this, this young lady that, that makes other people say, I want what you got. I mean, Christians are supposed to be mesmerized. How in the world? I mean, you know, that, that's what the world's supposed to, they're supposed to say. How in the world are you able to have peace in the middle of all this garbage going on all around you? How are you supposed to? How, how do you do that? This, here's what causes a dud. Poor quality or damage. And some of you, you just, you just got to up the quality a little bit, okay? Maybe you've not been pouring in enough. Maybe you've not allowed God to pour in enough. Maybe, you're, you know, maybe your load is a little low. Some of you may, I don't know if there's anybody here who loads their own ammo, but you know what I'm talking about. Maybe, you know, your load's not exactly right. 
You're not received from God. You're not digging into it, and you're not pouring into yourself. Or maybe you've gotten damaged. Maybe you're one of those de-church that you've just now started coming back to 2911 to try and say, maybe, maybe this is a church that won't mess me up too bad. And because you've been, you've been damaged, you've been hurt, you've been abused, you've been misused, and so you're kind of reserved now, and you're not going to do anything. You're just going to be your little secret Christian, not do anything. You're not going to explode on anybody. You're a dud. I mean, you know, thank God you're going to heaven, but you're going to heaven as a dud. Because you're not doing what God gave you. Your purpose here on the earth, your purpose here on the earth is not to take up a seat on a Sunday morning. Your purpose is to explode on people with the love and the joy and the peace and, and all, all the great stories that we have. I, 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 I got to hurry. Anybody know what today is? Okay, did anybody say April Fool's? I heard April 1st. Okay, Palm Sunday. Okay, y'all get a little spiritual with me here, all right? This is Palm Sunday, all right? Yeah, it is April Fool's, okay? This is Palm Sunday, all right? <laughs> I don't really have to just sit down here and take a little break, you know, because i got to get you guys back, don't we? This is Palm Sunday, all right? And you know, you remember what happened Palm Sunday? Let me read it to you, okay? In the book of Matthew. They brought the donkey and colt to Jesus, threw their garments over the colt, this is 21 verse 7, and Jesus sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Now, i got a question right here. Is Where does this crowd come from? Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in the highest heavens. Where does this crowd come from? The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as Jesus entered the city, and they asked, Who is this? And you know who answered? The crowd answered, and they replied, it's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Now, uh, we've got a question here. Where does this crowd come from? How is it that they're filling the city streets today? So where does this crowd come from? But then the second question is, how do they know this? When everybody else in Jerusalem that that wasn't in that crowd said, what's going on? Where did the parade come from? Who is this man in the middle of the parade? The crowds who were around him said, this is Jesus of Nazareth. How did they know this? Okay, now John He tells the same story in the book of John. This was Matthew's telling. In the book of John, he tells the same story. But he he says something. He says a couple of things I just want you to see. So same story, but here's the beginning of it. He says, the next day the news that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors. I'm not going to read the rest of that real quick because I just want you to get A large crowd of Passover. News that Jesus was on his way spread through the city. Okay, I'm going to jump ahead to what, verse 17, I think. And so many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. So people in the crowd, they were telling others about it. Verse 18. And that was the reason. That was the reason. That was the reason. That was the reason. Somebody had given them a ticket, said, here's a free ticket to breakfast. Come to me for Easter service. You can have breakfast. The reason, that was the reason so many went out to meet Jesus because they had heard about this miraculous sign. I mean, you know, it'd be great if one of you would just drop dead right now and we could pray and God raise you back to life so we could go tell people about it, right? I mean, we could have a full house next week. Most people come to see, the, to see the, the, you know, where the miracle happened or see the person the miracle happened to or the rest of them would come see if we were really fruitcakes like they thought we were because of telling this weird story. But you know what? We don't need that story. That's a, that's a story for another. That was Lazarus' story. Every one of us has our own story. And as I was standing there singing, I thought about, I thought about this point in the sermon right here as I was standing there singing. I, and that last song we sung, there, there's that one line in that song. 
That, you know, when, when, I, when I reach up to God with, you know, in the middle of all of my struggles and battles and trials and the things that I'm going through, and I reach up to God, and then it tells me that He responds, He replies. And how does He reply? He doesn't say, it'll be okay. He brings His kingdom to stand by my side. I got some kingdom standing by my side moments in my life. Anybody else? Yes, yes you do. You do, you do. You've been telling me about them. Listen, think about it. I've heard your testimony. I've heard you talk about what God is doing in your marriage and how He's, how he's saving your marriage. I've, I've heard how some of you have, have, have maybe the, 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 greatest, the greatest thing ever done against you has happened to you and, and God has somehow enabled His grace and mercy to, to enable you to forgive people that have hurt you. I mean, I've, I've got one right, I can think right now, there, there's a couple of times, and I, I can remember with Kristen, there's a couple of times, one when she was only five weeks old, and we were, we were standing in, in, in the hospital, and, and uh, there was supposed to be a little quick surgery for her, and, and they were all nervous about it. Now listen, you know, that's not really good. When you got a baby that's five weeks old, and the doctor and the anesthesiologist seems nervous. You know, and then we get a call, and they don't, you know, they come to give us the news, and the news was okay, obviously. I mean, she's still here, right? But I mean, they, they call to give us the news, but instead of, instead of coming to the room, they call us down to a conference room. We're pretty young at this age. You know what? All of a sudden, our life is falling apart. I'm not telling this to David because, my, I mean, you know, we're riding down in the elevator, and I'm, I'm not even whispering this to David, but my life is falling apart. And God comes in, and he stands by my side. You know, in just about 20 22, 23 years later, I'm standing beside Kristen's side one more time. It was one of those freak moments that, that Bradley had to be out of town. And I, I went and spent the night with, with Kristen so she wouldn't be alone. And, and she, was, she was pregnant for the first time. And, and, that, e- and that evening, she had a miscarriage. And let me tell you something. I, 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 was, talking to, I was talking to Gary just yesterday. We're talking about, I talking about uh, his son, Blake, his other son, who's also in ministry, and, and how he had, to, he had to deal with a tragedy happening in a family. You know what? I've said this many times, but I learned it that day standing there with my own daughter. Is there are no words to say. I don't, I, don't, I don't have anything to say. But you know what I had that day? I had a kingdom standing by my side moment. When there were no words to say and there was nothing I could do to console Kristen. There was nothing I could do to fix this and bring this child back to life and put it back in her womb. When there was nothing else to do, God sent his kingdom to stand by my side that moment. You know what? You've got your own kingdom standing by your side moments. And that's your Lazarus story that you need to be telling. That's all God wants you to do. He doesn't want you to go to seminary and learn how to preach a message so the next time somebody in the next cubicle says, hey, I got a problem. He just wants you to tell your story. He wants you to share what God is doing in your marriage. You know, listen, you know, my traditional Pentecostal heritage, I mean, our big thing is, is this power is all about this hour and 15, hour and a half that we've got here together. Man, this is awesome. This is wonderful. And then our message becomes that too. Our testimony, because, because our testimony, we, we think, oh yeah, we're going to overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, so let me stand up and testify right here. God doesn't need you to testify right here. He needs you to be testifying out there. That's where you're supposed to explode. It's great if we explode right here, but we need to be exploding out there because, hey, I think everybody in the house pretty much knows Jesus today. They know his goodness, they know his grace, and if they don't know it yet, they're hearing it from me today. I'm telling them some stories, but there's tons of people out there that have not yet heard, that's where we need to be exploding. With His grace, His mercy, His love. 
Look, I can't tell you a whole lot, but I can tell you what Jesus did. That's all God wants us to do. It doesn't have to become some deeply spiritual, oh, no, I don't know. It doesn't have to become a horrible, awesome thing. It just says, let me tell you what God has done for me. Oh, I've never been like that pastor. I just don't know if I can do that, pastor. You know, there's a, there's a, a favorite candy of my wife's. Now, if you ask my wife, she'll tell you she's she really not into sweets, but she likes million-dollar bars, and she likes Reese Cups, and she likes Almond Joys, and she... And chocolate-covered cherries, you know. You get on her bad side and need to get back on her good side, chocolate-covered cherries will do it, okay? But she's not into sweets. <laughs> and another one of hers is milk duds. Y'all like milk duds? Well, you know milk duds got to come up in this sermon when we talk about duds, right? You know, you know how milk duds got its name? When they were trying to create milk duds, they were trying to make a perfectly almond and cover it with chocolate. They wanted it to be really pretty, you know. And when they first tried, it came out looking like, you know, what a milk dud looks like. It looks like somebody sat on it, you know. And they called it, well, that was a dud. And they tried again, another dud. And they tried again, another dud, another dud, another dud, another dud. And so you know what they did? They decided, catch this word. That's not their word, just my word, but catch this word. They decided to redeem the dud. Instead of casting the dud away, what did they do? Put it in a box, big yellow bright box, put the word milk duds on it, and sell it as is. And they became an awesome thing. You know milk duds today as something that's a great treat. You don't think about, man, it's a weird looking little thing. You know, you might have the first time you saw one, but you know that today. And you know what? You might not have ever been, you may have been a dud all of your life. But this week, let God turn you, let him redeem you from your Dudness. I don't know what word to use there. Let him redeem you from your being a dud all of your life. Let this be the week that you impact somebody's life. Remember the wall. Remember the wall. You know, I've almost painted over this, this several times because I don't see anybody doing anything for the wall. You wrote, you wrote the names on there. I've got, I've got markers here. If you need to write somebody's name, if you've got somebody you need to invite today, I want you to get a marker. We'll put them right over here by the steps. And you write their name on this wall today when we come to the front. I've almost painted over that several times because I'm thinking, God, this, you know, we don't even think about the wall anymore. You wrote somebody's name up there, but you don't even, are, are you praying over that person? This is the week those people, every single one of them, need to be invited to church. I, I've got a message that ain't about you. It's not about our vision. It's not about, I got a message about choices, about making a good choice. Stop making all those wrong choices. Make the right choice, the final choice, the awesome choice. That's my message next week. Those people need to hear that message. But they're not going to get here because their name's written on a wall. Their names were written on a wall to remind you, we're not about pretty walls, we're about that. And you know what would be an awesome thing? I'll show you some pictures right here. It'd be an awesome, we're doing this. In three weeks, two weeks after Easter, we're doing this again. We're going to set up outside. We're going to have water baptism service again outside. And if you've never been baptized in water and you're a child of God, you need to do this because it is a public testimony of what God has done inside of you. Wouldn't it be an awesome for that name to be in this picture next year? Wouldn't it be awesome for the person that you wrote up there to be? There's Justin. That was him back before the dread cut. 
Wouldn't it be awesome? Wouldn't it be awesome for your friends or your family member's name who's up there or not yet up there, but you're going to write it? Wouldn't it be awesome for them to be one of these next year? It can happen. But it won't happen because their name's on a wall. It'll happen because this week you decide to explode. You don't, have, you don't have to make a mess. You just need to explode with what God has put inside of you. Stand with me if you will. Come to the front. Let's close this. Come on down. We'll have a word of prayer and have a final song. Just, uh, Britton, grab those markers. Oh, okay, they're over there. Thank you. <coughs> Tell you what I want you to do. We're going to have a word of prayer, but the prayer's not going to be about you. Okay? This prayer's not about you today. But if you've got a need, if you're sick in body, if you're hurting in any way, if you've got a family need, a financial need, anything, the prayer team member's going to be standing here after we pray this prayer. You move forward. As soon as you finish with this first prayer, you move forward. Say, I, I, I'm sick. I need prayer. Or I'm, I, got a pro- I need prayer. Okay? But first of all, I want to ask the prayer team members to go to the wall. And I want you to put your hands on the wall. During this prayer, we're going to pray for, over the wall. And if you've got somebody you need to write on the wall, get over there. Go ahead and get a marker and do this. I want, come on, step in. Clo- come on, close in a little bit, okay? Okay? I'm, I'm safe today. Come on, y'all get in a little closer, all right? Join with me right now. Let me tell you one last thing. Let me tell you one last thing. Tom Rainer said this. He said about his son, he said one, one Saturday morning, he said my son had been practicing football all week. He played football that night, senior, senior in high school. And, and he said, he said on Saturday he slept in to noon. He finally... You know, managed to get down the steps and sprawled out on the couch. And he said, he said, I came through the living room and he was watching HGTV. And he said, I stopped and said, son, why are you watching Home and Gardening? And you know what he said? The remote's broken. He was laying there watching something he didn't want to see because the remote was broken. And you know what Tom Rainer said? He said, that's the problem with churches. He said, churches are dying today because Christians would rather sit back there and watch something they don't want to see happen. Come on, think about your family and friends' lives. You're watching stuff you don't want to see happen, continue to happen in their lives. You'd rather do that than get up and have impact. I mean, all you got to do is get up and take three steps, punch a button on the TV, and have some impact, and the picture changes. Are you listening? Come on. Those pictures are not going to change because they're on the wall. They're going to change because you decide to have impact this week. I want to pray right now that you have impact. I want to pray that when you explode, when you, when, when, when you gush out with, hey, let me tell you what's going on in my life. I'm going, to, I'm going to pray that God uses that to give impact. Would you pray? Let's bow. Come on right now. God, I ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, give us impact, Lord. And I pray every one of us this week somehow.